Welcome into Monmouth College Basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. It's the Scots and the Prairie Fire, another chapter in a long series of, uh, of historical games between these two schools. Always fun when these two hit the court, the field, whatever the case may be, and should have a fun one tonight. I'm Sean Temple alongside Mark Meyer. How you doing, Mark? Sean, doing well. Glad to be along for the ride tonight. You and I uh, got the chance to do the uh, the uh, games at Monmouth. What back on what was it January 29th, I believe it was. Uh, it was not long ago on yeah. a Saturday afternoon. You're right, yeah, 29th. Yeah, and yep. uh, we got to call a sweep by the Knox College Prairie Fire. Uh, the men, uh, the Knox, the Knox men beat Monmouth 79 to 72, and then and then uh, uh, your game was was after that. Um, they actually, looking back at the history, you and I did a little, little uh, research here before the ball game. Knox has swept Monmouth in the last two meetings they've had, both mm-hmm. the men and the women. Yeah, the thing about the, the, game, the games uh, about a week and a half ago or so is that both, you know, the, both the Fighting Scots teams, both Scots teams had a chance to win. I mean, those games uh, uh, were decided uh, uh, in the uh, either, uh, you know, in the, in the latter part of the second half in the men and then in the fourth quarter for the women. So there's no reason why they can't, uh, both clubs can't turn it around tonight and, and turn the tables on the, on the uh, Prairie Fire. As far as this men's game go, this is, uh, it's really, honestly, just a battle for the basement of the Midwest Conference. Uh, this The Scots right now and Knox tied at 2-9 and nine in conference play on top of Cornell College at 9-1. and one. So right now, and you'll hear actually Coach Scripps talk about it during the pregame interview, what kind of what, what, what they're after right now, kind of what their goal is the rest of the season, and that's just get some guys some experience, period. Right. Yeah, no, get some, get some court time, uh, uh, sharpen the skills, and uh, hey, there's always a little bit of bragging, right, oh, yeah. bragging rights on the line here. So uh, there's, still, uh, there's still enough to play for tonight and in the remainder of the season. Uh, there's no question about that. Yeah, Knox kind of in the same spot. Knox sitting, uh, as far as youth and experience, Monmouth, Monmouth College got a ton of youth and they've got a ton of inexperience. Uh, Knox a little bit more experience, but they're kind of in the same boat. Uh, head coach Ben Davis taking over for the uh, Knox College Prairie Fire. He's trying to, he's trying to change the culture, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's, uh, doesn't happen overnight, no. as you know, and uh, sometimes it takes a little bit longer in, in some programs than others. But, uh, hey, I saw enough of them in, uh, in that game a week and a half ago to know that they're moving in the right direction, and uh, it's just a matter of putting the pieces in the right place and, and, uh, and uh, get, the, get, get the players to, to understand what needs to happen, and, uh, and then things will turn around. Now the second game tonight. Now that's got a lot of implications as far as the conference uh, conference goes. Uh, Monmouth College a half game ahead of Knox on the, in the women's basketball standings. Knox uh, Monmouth at eight and three. Knox at eight and four. Both chasing Ripon at nine and one. So Ripon can be caught by the uh, by the time we're done. But right now it's just a battle for position and playoff wise. In pretty good shape. The top four teams advance. So right now Ripon at nine and one, Monmouth at eight and three, Knox at eight and four, Cornell at six and four. Lawrence back there, kind of in the transfer spot at five and five, pretty healthy lead over over Lawrence right now. So it's kind of a uh, kind of a playoff positioning thing right now for these two. Absolutely, and and the interesting thing about the the women's game is both teams are coached by first year head coaches, and uh, it's nice to see that both clubs having the, this type of success. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, to the nightcap. I think it's going to be a very entertaining ball game. Yeah, I do too. And I know, uh, and like you said, it, during the pregame, it doesn't matter if it's tiddlywinks, it's Monmouth and Knox, and they're going to try to win the ball game. <laughs> Absolutely, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. You know, hey, uh, if you look back at, at a week and a half ago, Knox brought a pretty decent uh, uh, cheering yes, section did. with them uh, 
uh, 10 days ago or so. And uh, so it, it, this, these games definitely mean something. Yeah, I, uh, I know when I was on the air, I was talking to, I don't remember who I had on at the halftime, but uh, they were trying to implore the Monmouth student section at Monmouth, at Glenny Gym, right, to right. get up yes. and try to match the intensity of the Knox student right. section. And it didn't happen. I don't think they did. Quite happen. frankly, they did <laughs> not. Happen. So, yeah. And I know with the restrictions at Knox College, I don't know how many uh, students are going to be able to even attend the game. Uh, I know they're pretty strict over there yes. at uh, Knox. So, actually, yeah, we're broadcasting from from the studio here at Monmouth because of the restrictions that they've had. They're just very tight over there right now. Right. And you know what? And I, I should have thought of that before I started, uh, you know, uh, making a big deal out of it. that's going to make it easier for the Knox students to show up even because you know, they're right. kind of used to it now. Right. Well, that's true, too. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to wait and <laughs> see what, <laughs> what the crowd looks like uh, when they get ready to tip off. It's Monmouth Knox. Enough said, right? Mm-hmm. Kellogg Printing is on the public square in Monmouth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients, and they are the sponsor of our pregame show. Uh, this is the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. Mark and I broadcasting from the uh, from the Vic Royce Furniture booth. Quality furniture at an affordable price, and the game is also brought to you by the Greater Warren, Greater Warren County United Way. All funds donated to the local United Way go directly to agencies and programs created for Warren County communities. I got a chance to talk to head coach Todd Scripseth with the Monmouth College Fighting Scots earlier this afternoon. We'll come back with that pregame coach's interview in 30 seconds. Welcome back to coverage of the Monmouth College Fighting Scots and the Knox College Prairie Fire men's basketball tonight. The uh, national anthem was brought to you by Stanton Insurance, your local all-state insurance agency, Stanton Insurance in Monmouth since 1919. It is time for the highly anticipated keys to the game. Brought to you by Robert Thompson Trucking. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. I'm Sean Temple alongside Mark Meyer. Mark, what is the keys to the Scots getting a W Drum roll, please. (laughs) I'll tell you what, uh, Sean, I'm going to play off of uh, Coach uh, Scripps' pregame show, and he he mentioned that getting back in in transition defense uh, is something that that the Scots did not do well first time around, and he's looking for a better effort uh, defensively that way. Uh, Offensively, I'm going to look at game one stats. Jordan Metcalf was 10 of 13 from the field that day, led the Scots with 26 points. Rest of the club was 14 of 46 from the field. So that type of discrepancy, hey, we got to balance it out a little bit better than that, not not rely on on Jordan to carry the load like that. So a little bit more balanced scoring, uh, I think, would go a long way tonight. I think that's I think that's a major key for the scouts because, uh, like we was talking, like I was talking with with Coach uh, Coach Scripps, uh, Metcalf's playing at an all conference level. We, he doesn't need four more all conference players, but right. he, he, needs he needs one more. That, yeah, he needs a supporting right. cast. Yeah. And as far as offense for the scouts, it's the eighth. It's the eighth uh, uh, eighth ranked out of the nine Midwest conference teams at sixty seven and a half points, and field goal percentage is seventh worst at 41%. Right. They were, so. uh, Sean, they were three. Uh, the Scots were three of 20 from three-point range. Now, now Knox was four of 14, but, uh, you know, uh, let's let's get Jordan some help tonight, and, and I think we're going to see a different outcome. Goes along with the numbers. That's a good pickup. They're ninth in the league. Well, three-point shooting percentage right there. Right there. All right, we're ready to jump center. We'll get to the starting lineups here in a minute. The Monmouth Area McDonald's starting lineups. First of the Knox College Prairie Fire. They're going to start Jordan Rayner. A six foot two senior, also Isaiah Lockett, a six foot two senior. Dwayne Goodman, a six foot two fifth year player for the Knox College Prairie Fire. Sean Gallery, a six four freshman, and Giannis Sahigas is a six six senior. First shot missed by the Scots, but the putback is up and good. Scots draw first blood. 
It is uh, who we got. I think it was uh, Breck Beadshide, I believe, gets the first yes. points yep. for, the, for the Scots. Yep. So now the Prairie Fire on offense. Scots lead 2 nothing, just underway here. Left wing is Rayner. He'll drive, try to get to the rim, and he's going to be hand-checked about the free throw line. Uh, Coach Skripsta, uh <laughs> wants, uh, and, and the Scots bench kind of want a, uh, maybe a hook there, maybe <laughs> something as he was going around. But mm-hmm. First foul is on, uh, is on the Scots. Uh, I didn't see, they didn't put it up on the board yet. Uh, there it is. Um, it's going to be Breck Beadshide. He's going to pick up his first personal foul. Or no, they got the bucket on the board finally for um, – and a drive into the lane by the Prairie Fire. Rainer's going to draw the foul. It's going to be a blocking foul. It's going to go against the Scots. Jonathan Oradiku. he's not really happy about the call. I think he was expecting a charge there for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was, he was looking in that direction. It wasn't going to happen, though. All right, so it will be free throws for the Scots. Jordan Rainer misses the first one. Rainer, a 79% free throw shooter and missed the first one. Maybe it's a precursor. Maybe Scott's got some luck with him tonight. Mm-hmm. That would help. Second one is good, though, so uh, one out of two free throws for Rainer. Free throw sponsored by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. Thinking of putting your home on the market, list it, and get it sold with Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. Call them at 734-6600. Driving in his Oradigu, loses a handle on it, and I say double dribble. Once he did recover the basketball off the uh, floor, that is, uh, that's, that's the call, double yeah. dribble. Looked a little, uh, little bit of hesitation on uh, Oradigu's part, and he uh, got kind of caught, caught in the middle there. Yeah, as a guard, uh, hard to believe I wasn't a big man in high school, but as a guard, <laughs> they always told me, if you see that painted area, yeah. have a plan by the uh-huh. time you get there. <laughs> I didn't listen. Rainer, ooh, pass, nice pass in the lane intended for uh, Sahagas is uh, thrown away. I don't think Sahagas was ready for that. That had a little fire behind it. Sure did. Sure did. So it'll be Scott's basketball. With 18:40 left here in the first period or first half, two one Monmouth. I'm back in high school mode still. Shot or Diego or Diego gets go. the first three ball for the Scots. Yeah. You just talked about the three point well, percentage. I, I think I think that's uh, you know might be a little shot of confidence that, that he needs early on. Three pointers are sponsored by Dame Fine Coffee and Monmouth and Galesburg. Get a latte, energy drink, more Dame Fine Coffee. Five one Monmouth College leading Knox. Coming off a screen. Is Rayner. Good defense there by the Scots. Kendall Brassfield getting out and taking that away. Now a turnover by Knox. Here comes Monmouth. Now they turn it back over to Rayner. Rayner to the rim. Doesn't get the shot to go. Rebounded by by uh by Beachside. Scots dodged a bullet there. They did. And and uh, uh they are protecting the paint early on, Sean, and, and that's uh, something that Coach uh, Scripps has talked about early and, and uh you've got to be able to maintain that though, uh, as we know. That's going to be a uh, blocking foul on the drive to the basket by the Scots on Giannis Chahagas. He's going to pick up. Is that his second foul? I've got him for two in my book. No, just the first one on the uh, on the board. So just one foul on Chahagas. Three-pointer is good by, uh, was that Greenman? It was, it was Greenman. Brian yes, Greenman. Sir. Yes, sir. Greenman gets the three-pointer. That's mm-hmm. the second Dame Fine Coffee three, and the Scots up 8-1 with 17 and a half minutes left here in the first half. Good start by the uh, Excellent boys start. in red. Excellent start. And the baseline jumper was no good by Dwayne Goodwin, but the putback was good for the Prairie Fire. That was uh, Chehagas with the uh, with the bucket there. Makes it 8-3. Scots with the basketball. Left wing is Greenman. Beadshide swinging it around. 
to Will Ewald. I, I was impressed with Ewald the last time I got a chance to see the Scots yep. play. There was a period of time where he kind of took over. Three ball is good yes, by sir. Jonathan Ordigwu. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> He's got a pair of triples. How about those three-point shooting Scots? <laughs> <laughs> Who throw the stats out the window as Mammoth Knox. Drive to the basket by, uh, that is uh, Sean Gallery. Shot is no good, but he will get to the free throw line. Foul on the Scots is going to go against Will Ewald. The aforementioned Will Ewald will pick up his first personal. At the free throw line is Gallery. As a free throw shooting team, let's take a look at what Knox does as a team. First free throw is good by Gallery. Knox College um, is deep. I'm about middle of the pack for the Midwest Conference. 68%, fifth in the league out of nine schools. Uh, the Scots do shoot decent free throws. They're up there at third in the league, and the, sh- the free throw's no good, and we've got an over-the-back call. It's going to go on Isaiah Lockett, and we all know every time I, I see an official, they keep telling me, don't say over-the-back on the air. It's a push call. <laughs> push call right. It's officially a push, a push call. Because everybody in the bleachers <laughs> is yelling over-the-back. <laughs> Folks, there's no such thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it is 11-4 Scots, though. Kick in the corner, out charge call. Yep. A little out of control is Oradigu, yeah. and stepping in there to take the charge for uh, the Prairie Fire, I believe, was uh, Sean Gallery. Great yes. job by Gallery. Yeah, he, he had his feet set, and he was just waiting for the collision to happen, and it did. And that is two fouls on Oradigu. So now Coach Scripsis got to get him out of the ballgame. The man with two three-pointers mm-hmm. for the Scots is going to have to come out of the ballgame, and probably for an extended period of time, I'm yes. thinking. Yes, unfortunately. So in the ball game for Monmouth is Gannon Greenman, another one of the the uh, Ridgewood Greenmans. Guarding on the left wing is Breyer, top of the key. And then we got a foul away from the ball. Is that going to go? That's going to go on Kendall Brassfield away from the ball. A little bit of a hold there on uh, on. Uh, or are they going to give that to Greenman? No, Greenman's going to pick up the foul. That's his second. And wow. Yeah, sub in for the Scots here. Yuvraj Sidhu. Yuvraj Sidhu, a uh, six foot six junior, a little height coming in for the Scots here in Sidhu. Rayner, a little shake and bake move, a little pull up jumper in the lane is no good. Gets his own rebound, spins and puts it up. <laughs> what an effort from Jordan Rayner. Yeah, it was. But but then again, those are the type. You know you've got to clear those out and take control on, on defense. So uh, it's not the second second shot you want to give up there. But, uh, hey, give give Rayner credit. Yeah, Rayner, who averages about three rebounds a game, not mm-hmm. bad from the guard spot. So got his own, cleaned up his own mess. He did, quickly. 11-6, Monmouth leading Knox with 15.50 to go. Driving is Ewall, has to give it up. Fake of a three, now a drive to the basket by the Scots. Up and good. Nice shot there. For the Scots to make it 13-6, to and the bucket is going to go to Kendall Brassfield, his first points of the game. Driving is Rayner again. Gives it up to Isaiah Lockett was another uh, guy that I was impressed with. Nice drive in oh, yeah. a left hand by Absolutely. Lockett. He played well at Monmouth a couple weeks ago. Sure did. Sure did. Nice scoop uh, scoop with the left hand there for a deuce. Had four, he, he had 14 at, mm-hmm. at uh, Glenny Gym. He only averages about six. I mean, he, he just played lights out. There was a, a stretch there where he kind of took over for Knox. Mm-hmm. It's 13-8, Monmouth by five with just over 15 minutes to go. A lot of dribbling by Brassfield out on the perimeter. A lot of standing around right now for the Scots against yeah. this man-to-man all, uh, defense for Knox. 
driving, little floater in the lane. I think the shot clock will start to run down there on Greenman, and he mm-hmm. misses the uh, shot, tries to get his own rebound, tips it out of bounds. going to say it's off Knox, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think uh, Scott's retained possession. With 14-48 on the first half clock. It is 13-8 Monmouth leading the Prairie Fire. Scott's coming in at 3-16 overall, 2-9 in league play. Knox a little bit better, 6-13 overall, but still just 2-9 oh in the boy. Midwest Conference. Oh and now boy. a five-second call turnover going to the Knox. Boy, that just no, – You can't uh, – yeah, no, that's a type of turnover that's going to uh, drive Coach uh, – you know, batty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, with with the youth and inexperience, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, think, I think he's, uh, uh, you know, with, with as young as they are and inexperienced as they are, it's almost like you're coaching a high school team yeah, yeah. against another college. Right. So right he's had, right. had a tough year, but yeah. it's going to turn around. Coach mm-hmm. Scriv, uh, he's been to the national tournament with the Scots. He'll get this thing, uh, he'll get the ship right. It's just been a completely different uh, a college landscape with this whole pandemic going on yep. and players getting an extra year and Absolutely. transferring like crazy. Yes. Yep. So a lot of movement. Eventually that you hope that settles down a little bit. Yeah. Fake of a three and drive by Gannon Greenman. Shot clock run to run down and a three oh. is on the way and good. Oh. That is Sidhu with a three mm-hmm. as the uh, shot clock was winding down. 16-8. The Scots have doubled up the prairie fire here in the first half. Boy, that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the key is Gallery. There's an off to the left wing to uh, Raphael Jalnias in the ballgame for the Prairie Fire. Short on the shot, rebounded by Greenman. Off to Brassfield. Behind the back dribble, stutter step, pulls up in the lane and Got gets it. the roll. Got it. All right. Brassfield, nice move. A little shake right. and bake move there uh-huh. at the top of the key. Yeah. Loses the defender. That's a nice move. Timeout taken by head coach Ben Davis. Of the Knox College Prairie Fire. The Scots up double digits for the first time tonight, 18 to 8, with 13.28 to go. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM. Welcome back to college basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Tim Hyman Court on the uh, campus of Knox College is where this game is taking place. And, uh, uh, Mark, you, uh, you've seen uh, one of the fans here on the screen, and we'll talk about that as soon as this play is over. Good kick out by. Jalnias in the lane gets a drive cut off. A travel call. Yeah, just took too many steps as uh, Garif got in the lane. And again, like we talked about, you get in the paint, yep. you got to have a plan. He didn't yes. have a plan there. No, he did not. Um, but as you mentioned, Sean, <laughs> uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, Knox fans came in uh, uh, wielding a broom a broomstick and uh, you know moving it around like uh, he expects uh, some good things to happen tonight for the home team. So. Uh, uh, I've noticed he's been seated, though. Uh, he, he hadn't really stood up much here since the start of the game. So the uh, yeah, <laughs> you and I talked. Did a little. They got a nice little history up there on the on the Monmouth College website. Uh, Knox has swept the last two nights that they've played each other right, here. So. Right, right, right. Hey, f- hey, it's good to it's good to see that type of uh, yeah. uh, of enthusiasm, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, uh, from the fans, just that, when you think like that. Just when you think the uh, the uh, rivalry's lost its luster, you right. see a student right. with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> so it still means something. It still means something. Now yeah. I got an offensive foul on the wing <laughs> by Sidhu. Pretty good defense there by, uh, I can't get the number on the young man for the, the Prairie Fire that uh, stepped in there. I think it was Elijah Crump mm-hmm. stepped in there and took the uh, charge on Sidhu. That was clear out on the wing. 18-8. Knox with the basketball, down 10. 
Kick out to Malcolm Bray, who's in the ballgame now for the Scots. Back cut, stolen away by the Scots. Here they come on the run. Pretty solid job of the Prairie Fire getting back on defense to stop the run out. The Scots will get in their offense. On the floor is Amias and Joku. And falling down. And uh, Gannon Greenman, he's going to, ooh, I was expecting a travel call there, but he's going to draw the foul. Yep. A little too much defense there on the perimeter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, initially it looked like he slipped, but uh, uh, the referee obviously being a lot closer to the action saw, saw it differently. That foul is going to go on a locket. That's his second, and we were just talking about how well he played in Monmouth. Well, mm -hmm. now he's picked up a second personal foul yeah. here. Yeah. Still plenty of time. 12-20 left in the first half, too. So now you got Lockett and, uh, and, uh, for, uh, for the Prairie Fire and two for Briar Greenman and Oradigwu right. for Monmouth. So fouls could play a factor here. Driving off the turnover by Monmouth College and uh, good defense on Lockett. He can't get the ball to the rim. Nope. And the Scots nearly turn it over. Junior high game is broke out here at, at Tim <laughs> Hyman Court. <laughs> and on the sideline, before he could get his drive to the basket, was Dwayne, or that was uh, Njoku. Made a nice move to get baseline, but his move started with a foot on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Another turnover for for the Scots. And, and uh, Coach Scusa had a couple guys ready to check in at the next dead ball. Shot up. Three ball is good for Knox. That makes it 18 to 11. They were stuck on eight for quite a little while. They that were. was uh, Rafael Jalnias with the three ball with 11.36 to go. Scott still lead by seven, 18-11 with the basketball. Right wing is in Joku. He'll fire a deep three, a little short. Backside rebound, rebound is good by yeah. the Scots. That's Greenman in there to uh -huh. get the uh, rebound put back. Nice job by Monmouth to get uh, to 20. Gannon, Green, Gannon Greenman on that uh, put back. The freshman of the Greenmans, mm -hmm. uh, Breyer, is the uh, senior for uh, Monmouth College. And uh, uh, let's see, we got Ridge. Ridge was Ridge is on the baseball team, mm -hmm. or uh, he might have graduated by now. But we had Ridge Greenman on the baseball team for yep. quite a little while at yep. Monmouth. So right. the Fighting Greenmans is <laughs> yeah. what they'll start calling Monmouth. Twenty-two eleven. <laughs> Good high school. All three just good high school players. I've mm -hmm. called some basketball games of all the Ridgeman or all the uh, Greenman boys and sure. and uh, and a few some baseball games as well. Foul on the Scots on the drive to the rim by uh, Jelnias. So Jelnias is going to pick up a couple free throws here. A couple of Mama Farman on Realty free throws. First one is good. Scots uh, not quite in the bonus yet. They do have six team fouls. So Knox will be shooting free throws the entirety of the first half. Second free throw is good as well. Both free throws by Jalnias. He's got five. Lead down to eight, 20 to 12. And those free throws sponsored by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. A little full court pressure here by Knox for the first time tonight. Mm -hmm. Have a one, two, two, not a one, two, two, three quarter court. Look like maybe not really guarding the ball out of bounds. Just enough to slow things down and eat into that play clock a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Ah. And a back cut, bad pass by Sidhu, picked off by the Prairie Fire. They can get the lead a little closer, 20 to 13 after both free throws. Driving is Rayner. Good defense by Gannon Greenman. Knocks the ball away from him, but Prairie Fire pick up the loose ball and score. Jell Nias again. That's yeah. seven. Nice one on one move in the lane there by, by Jell Nias. It's four and a half point score on the season. He's got seven here in the first half. And that cuts the lead to five. 
Scouts break the pressure, get into the front court. Now they're already down to 18 by the time they get to the uh, get into their offense. Spin by Greenman off the there glass go. and good. There you go. Gannon uh-huh. with four. It's a good move. Yeah, excellent move. Excellent move. Under control, off the glass, and yeah. John Wooden would have been proud. Yes, he would. Yeah. 22-15. <laughs> and swatted away is Sidhu. They're going to say he got oh out of bounds. Okay. Thought the foul was going to be called on Sidhu there, and I think Sidhu did, Sidhu did too when he heard the whistle. Going to take a full timeout with 9.59 to go. Uh, timeout, I believe, is going to go to uh, the Knox College Prairie Fire. Yep, Coach Davis going to take the timeout. 22-15, to 15, it's full timeout, so we'll step away and take a 30 with 9.59 to go here on RadioMammoth.com. Back here at Tim Hyman Court. Uh, games at Tim Hyman Court. Mark, Mark, uh, Mark uh, Meyer and I are broadcasting from the uh, studios back in, in uh, Monmouth. Ooh, nice shot there by by Prairie Fire to get to within 20, uh, or no, Scott's. No, they got the they got the points up on the wrong side. Should be, there we go. Now it's 22 to uh, 17. Yeah. Uh, Prairie Fire within five on the uh, play out of the, good play out of the timeout there by Coach Davis. And now a turnover by Monmouth. So Knox can cut into this lead, lead even uh, further. And yeah, Knox starting to tighten up defensively a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit more so than they were early in the game. In the ball game is uh, Aiden Derry, shot missed by the Prairie Fire, and here comes the Scots. Right wing is Will Ewald. He's swinging around in the left corner. Oh, nice pass into B. Excuse me, Beachside. Yep. Uh, good seal by, by Beachside, ball reversal. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media. I don't know, maybe it stuck with me, but uh, what the percentage, what your shot percentages are after ball reversal, and that's exactly what happened there. Yep. They reversed the ball and got a little, uh, got a good seal from Beachside, good entry pass and a bucket. Yep. Top of the key is Jalnias. Shot missed and rebound comes down to Brassfield. 24-17, Monmouth, seven-point lead. Quickly up the floor. They get it to Beadshide. Up, strong move. Misses a shot. Gets his own rebound. Misses the putback. And luckily for Monmouth, it's going to stay with the Scots. Tipped out of bounds by Knox. But it's two point-blank misses there by Beadshide. It, it, it was, but I'll tell you what, you can't knock the effort. I mean, good second effort. He's got to be able to put it in the basket. But uh, he is uh, he's making his presence felt uh, underneath the backboard there. Beadshide with four points. And now they get the, the inbounds pass under their own hoop. Had to find the safety man up top is Kendall Brassfield. Now they get into beach shot. Boy, bad entry pass yeah. there by Njoku. Turns it over to Knox. That had no shot of getting to beach shot. He was doubled anyway. And yep. quickly in transition, the Prairie Fire get a bucket to make it a 24-19 game. That was that was uh, uh, Shahagas now with four points for the Prairie Fire. And it's down to five, 24-19. Turnovers just... Yep killing the Scots at yeah. this point. And, and I think they're both teams are turning it over. Nice move to the lane, but shot blocked by Njoku, but he will draw the foul. Uh, both teams are turning it over. It just seems like the Prairie Fire cashing in more. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, the uh, they're making the Scots pay for their mis- mistakes, unfortunately. But uh, uh, Mama's still out in front by five. And um, hopefully, uh, Sean, will be able to find out. Jordan Metcalf, not in, the, not in the starting lineup and has not seen the floor yet. And we're trying to Kind of scan the bench to see if uh, to see if he made the trip over to uh, Galesburg, and uh, I haven't been able to t- to uh, determine that yet. So that's uh, uh, I'm sure that's the reason Breck uh, Beachide has played as much as he has uh, thus far tonight. 
Yeah, that's that was a good pickup. You mentioned it while we were at break, and I kind of forgot to bring it up when we got back. The miss by Njoku on the second free throw. They're going to count the tip? Or was, yeah, they're yep, going to count yep, the tip. Yeah, yep, <laughs> Njoku yep. missed his shot, missed the free throw, and got his own tip. <laughs> he sure did. For the bucket there. I don't know how he did not get in the lane <laughs> without <laughs> uh, without being too early without to get his own tip. Right, exactly. So a three-point play the old-fashioned way. Mammoth Farm and Home Realty gets the first free throw. A drive to the basket by Sean Gallery will draw a foul. A little, little hand check or body check foul is going to go on Gannon Greenman. Mm-hmm. And the Scots uh, over the over the limit already with 7.32 to go here in the first half. They lead by eight, but they also have 18 fouls. Yeah. Gallery will go back to the free throw line where he split a pair earlier. Yeah, that's a good call. As I'm, I'm kind of looking on the bench, too, and I can't really see Jordan here. He's not within the first seven, seven or eight players next, uh, you know, on the bench there. First free throw is good by Gallery, uh, and I just actually just chatted with Coach Scripps this afternoon. He didn't mention anything on the air or off the air. Right, right, right. Both free throws good by Gallery. Gallery now with five points. Lead down to six, 27 to 21 with 720 to go. Scott's with the basketball. Top of the key is Njoku, or Brassfield. In the corner, back out to Brassfield. Shot clock down to 10. Brassfield, a little, uh, lot of stand around here for the Scotch. Yeah. Long, yeah. And it resulted in a long three-pointer that right. you could have got at any point in the shot clock. Exactly. There's a lot of stand around here by the guys in red on offense. And a floater in the lane is good. Dwayne Goodman with his first points. And it's down to a four-point game, 27-23. Yeah, this is similar. And you mentioned, I think, in the pregame or, or early in the first half, how the Scots um, went through streaks in that first ball game where they just didn't do much on offense, and and then and Knox built a sizable lead there in the second half. Sure did. Another long three pointer. Yeah. This time is good by Will Ewald. That stops a little mini run by the Prairie Fire and gets the Scots back up by seven thirty to twenty three on the the Dame Fine Coffee three ball by Will Ewald. With six twenty to go. A little weave by the uh, Prairie Fire. Ends up in the hands of Jordan Rayner. Drives in. Floater is up and good. Rayner can just, wow. he just gets his <laughs> yeah. own shot, man. That was, a, that was an Iverson-like <laughs> move there. Yes, it was. Jordan Rayner wearing the three. The yeah, answer. he looked like uh, looked like <laughs> Allen there. Uh, Rayner is the sixth leading scorer in the Midwest Conference at 15.5. Metcalf, the fourth leading scorer at 16.5, and, and we haven't seen him at all. So, I don't know what's going on with uh with, with Mr. Metcalf. And a long three is missed this time by Ewald. Missed everything. Well, maybe if our good friend Nate Beliva is listening, maybe he will uh, yeah. text us uh, perhaps some. Uh, uh, now, I know um, I know. talking to Coach Scrivseth in the pregame show, now that you know this is all starting to come back to me a little bit, um, Jordan is also a student. He also student teaches. Okay. And he, he said there's been some problems with him getting to practice occasionally because uh-huh. of. Of, and, you know, and there's a three ball by the Scots. Big three there by Briar Greenman. That's his second three ball. His second Dame Fine Coffee three ball to give him six points. And the lead's back up to eight for Monmouth. And, it, it, and Coach, Coach, Coach Scripps totally understands it's, it's his future. Sure. You know? yep. So maybe I'm just speculating. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be something uh, with, uh, with maybe student teaching. Right, right. 
Corner three is no good. Rebound comes down to Brassfield. One and done for the Prairie Fire with just over five minutes to go here in the first half. Let's attack the basket here. Let's not stand. Let's keep moving. Yeah, and don't fall in love with that three. Sometimes they, they get to it. There's Oradigu goes all the way to the rim. Jonathan Oradigu with the layup. Gives the Scots a double-digit lead. Back to 10, 35-25. Oradigu with eight. Oh, that's a nice move. Drawing the defender by Sean Gallery. Dumps it off. To a teammate there, Chahagas. He's got six points. Good finish by Chahagas, but man, that was, he drew a couple defenders there on the drive. Hand check out on the perimeter against Will Ewald. It's going to go against Prairie Fire. And that is going to go on Sean Gallery. That's his second for Knox. It'll be uh, Scott's ball out of bounds. Only the 16 foul on the Prairie Fire. So now the Scots are in the bonus. 438 left in the first half. Scott's by 8, 35, 27. They get it into Beadshide. Back into the inbounder. Ewald takes a long three, misses it. Backside rebound by Lockett. Boy, Scott's could have really, really uh, kept the momentum going with the bucket there. Yeah, yeah it would have helped. Now, as it is, Rayner tries to get the Prairie Fire within six, misses the shot, but it goes out of bounds on Monmouth on the rebound. You know, Sean, looking at the at the stat sheet from the first game between the two teams, Beadshide only played four minutes, and he's played probably maybe three times that. Oh, sure. Uh, here in the first half. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Have to yeah. Keep an eye on that. Shot off of the inbounds for Knox. That is Jordan Rayner. Gets his seventh point. Thirty-five, twenty-nine. Lead is six. Yeah, extended minutes here for Beadshide, and he's done a pretty good job. He has he tonight has. for sure. Yeah. Gives him a little size, 6'7", taking the spot of the uh, 6'7", Metcalf tonight. Certainly not the athleticism of Metcalf, but he's putting points on the board. There was a nice athletic move by Oradigu for for a deuce. Ten points for Jonathan, nearing his season average of 13.5. And And now uh, play stopped. Didn't see what the play was uh, stopped for. Hmm. No foul called on the play. No. Just uh, stop the clock. Mystery whistle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple guys wanted to get in the game. Yeah. So. <laughs> 37-29. The Scots lead the Prairie Fire by eight. Stop the clock. I need to get in. 345. I wish it was that easy. Of course, I probably wouldn't have played nearly as much back in school. Somebody would have just said, hey, stop the clock. He's got to come out. <laughs> Scoop shot is good. And a foul drawn by Malcolm Bray. He'll get a chance for a three-point play. And Coach Scripps has got to be saying, what have I got to do to to get away here? They had a 10-point lead now with a free throw here. It'd be down to five. And it looks like Sidhu's getting ready to check back in, but still no Jordan Metcalf. No, uh-uh. Three personal fouls on Briar Greenman, the uh, 6'3 senior, older brother of Gannon, freshman for the Scouts. Free throw is missed by... Malcolm Bray. So the lead remains 6, 37-31 with three and a half minutes to go. Scott's leading the Prairie Fire, trying to stop a two-game losing streak here to the Prairie Fire. Three ball, left corner, missed. Rebound by Dwayne Goodman of the Prairie Fire. Well, he's getting himself up the floor quickly in transition. Scoring off the glass. Tough shot by Chahagas. Yeah, yeah, no, but but the, 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 uh, the quickness which uh, Knox moves up and down the court is going to be a uh, – uh, Going to be a challenge here in the last three minutes of the half. 
for the Scots to contain. And I remember uh, talking to Coach Scripps earlier today that that transition points right. killed the Scots in the yeah. first meeting. Yeah, kill. And they're, so far tonight, they're within four uh, with a bucket in transition uh, by uh, we'll say Chahagas. He's got eight. Mm-hmm. Big night uh, so far here for Chahagas. Timeout taken by head coach Todd Scripsith. 37 to 33, your timeout sponsored by Tinkham's Electric. If you're looking for an electrician contractor that you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034. Probably behind on a couple of Dame Fine Coffee three-pointers, too. Dame Fine Coffee in Monmouth and Galesburg. Get a, a latte, energy drink, and more at Dame Fine Coffee. Counting up the threes for the Scots. They've got yeah, six of say, them. Yeah, that's uh, it's okay to be, high, be uh, behind <laughs> on the spots there because that means uh, – uh, uh, the home, uh, you know, the Scots are hitting their threes tonight, which they are. And and I think here in the last three minutes, I, I'm not sure what kind of play coach is drawn up right now, but uh, uh, let's let's you know let's maintain, let's not uh, let this lead slip away here um, as the half is running down. Scots shooting six of eleven from three point land here in this first half. There you go, there you go. So, uh, and that was one of your keys. I'm telling you, that's that's well. why people tune into the pregame show. <laughs> It's right. for my uh, for my my color analyst keys to the game, and that was that was a good one yeah, there. I probably just don't want to change the channel. And, you know, I'm too or, lazy or to get up and change the button. The TV. Uh, I'll, we'll listen to him. We'll see <laughs> what, what what kind of rabbit he draws out of the hat this time. <laughs> these back on the floor following the uh, Scots timeout. Scots by four with the basketball. Sidhu pull up jumper, no good. Shot clock was down to three when he took the shot. So that's uh, <laughs> you can see Coach Scripps on the sideline. That is. That is not what I drew up out of the timeout to get a uh, basically a long two with three on the three on the shot clock. So now the Prairie Fire can get to within as close as they've been since early in this ball game, and they will not. A three ball missed in the corner by Winningham, rebound to the Scots with two eighteen to go first half, and a foul away from the ball. It's going to be an illegal screen on Kendall Brassfield. Looks like Ryan Adolphson into the ball game for the uh, Scots on that last, uh, uh, maybe on that last time out. A-Town Tornado represented yep. on the floor here. Ryan Adolphson. I covered many of Ryan's games in high school. He was a fantastic high school basketball player. Mm-hmm. Just a freshman here, still yep. trying to get his footing oh, yeah. at the college level. But uh, I, he's he's going to have a nice career, I think, with the Scots. And nearly a steal up top. Little loose ball handling there by Dwayne Goodman. Prairie Fire do come up with the possession. Spinning shot in the lane is good by Rayner. There he is. There's George Gervin again to the rim. Yeah, right. Nine points for Rayner. Yeah, Just finds a way to a get the ball to the rim. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a great job. Yeah. Sixth leading score in the conference. Or Digu thought, Boom. thought, thought, and Boom. then hit the three. Yes, Normally sir. after your third pump fake, mm-hmm. it's uh, don't even mm-hmm. shoot it. Get rid yeah. of it, but. Ordigo hits the three ball. That's a big one. Puts the Scots back up by four as uh, Knox drew within one on the bucket there. 39-35 Monmouth. I know they don't think they've got it on the board yet. And there's a three missed by Dwayne Goodman. Yeah, now they finally got up on the board. 40-35 to Monmouth with the lead. As they uh, called that a – the board had it for a two-pointer instead of the three. Now it's up to 40-35 and Scots basketball. Just can't, just can't quite get away. Knox just – similar no. to the first time around. Yeah, Scott's but, but a, a good half – a good first half of basketball uh, thus far. Breaking a the nice full press court break press. There. 
Yeah, not didn't get anything out of it, but they can get in their offense. Top of the key is Will Ewald. Gives it up to Ordigo. Now bead shy. Top of the key. Shot clock down to 10. Ordigo drives to the rim and shot blocked and a foul called. Ooh, that was close to all ball there mm-hmm. for uh, for Knox. Picking up the foul is going to be Aiden Derry, but yeah. I don't know if that was a foul up top or down below because uh, Derry up top looked like it was clean. Maybe something down below on the body. The official signal oh, push there you at go. what point where the push was, uh, only he knows. And that's not a uh, over-the-back push. That was actually <laughs> just a, right. a normal push. <laughs> and he gets the free throw. High bounce off the uh-huh. back iron by Horadigu. Uh-huh. Clean living has got him a uh, free throw here. And foul-wise, we'll take a look at the foul because the foul's starting to total up a little bit here on both ball clubs. I don't think anybody has three except for Briar Greenman for the Scots. He's he's the only one in in deep foul trouble at this point. Oradigua, 78% free throw shooter, splits a pair there. Monmouth Farm and Home Realty sponsoring our free throws. Think of putting your home on the market. List it and get it sold with Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. Drive to the rim by... The uh, Prairie Fire is missed, and here comes the Scots in transition. Nice to get a bucket on this possession if they can. You get a reach-in foul maybe on, uh, I think that's going to go on the Prairie Fire. Yeah, uh, picking up the foul for the Prairie Fire as a, as a young man who's not on my list here. Going deep. Coach Davis going deep in the roster this yeah. first half. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what, I think somebody checked in for a uh, – for the Scots that we don't have, a, I don't know that we have a number on him uh, uh, or a uh, number 40 checked in. Yeah, it's not on my short list here. Uh, right. I want to make kind that's, of a short list. And both both teams to, going deep. Missed free throw. That's what I was trying to say. By the, by the uh, Scots. Missed one and missed uh, missed a one in the bonus there. So now the, Scott, the uh, Prairie Fire with 23 seconds. A six-point lead. Three ball top of the key. Long. Rebound. Finally secured by Monmouth College and now a foul in the backcourt. I'll tell you what, nice hustle by Beachside here there to get a hand on that rebound and eventually ended up in a teammate's uh, possession. But uh, good uh, good hustle on the defensive end by uh, Breck uh, Beachside. Francois Boney is the uh, is the young man that checked in for the Scots. Okay. Boney, a uh, in here late hasn't gotten a ton of time, and okay. uh, Coach Scripps is getting him on the floor a little bit here and into the charity stripe here. So Boney's going to get some free throws. All I don't right. even have any stats, at least in front of me, on Boney. So right. not a bunch. Well, what you uh, see Francois. is what you get here, so yeah. it's time to make a couple. Got some mass substitutions coming in here. Coaches don't want to pick up that cheap foul with mm-hmm. 15.3 seconds left here in the first half. Boney at the free throw line. First one is up. Got a good stroke, a little long with it, a little strong. Yeah. And rebounded by the Prairie Fire. So the Scots get nothing out of it with 10 seconds. We'll see if the if Knox can get something to the rim here and get into this six-point lead. Down to five. Drive. Cutoff was Jalnias. And they're not going to get a shot off. Great defense oh, by the Scots in the final it 10. Off. Yeah, it's a way to seal it off. 41-35. to 35. That's your score at the half here at Tim Hyman Court on the campus of Knox College. As we'll take a three-minute break, come back, we'll look at the scoring and uh, and uh, kind of talk about this first half here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM. Back underway following the timeout. Two, two minutes to go, Scott's basketball down nine. 
Long three by Ewald is in and out no good. Tipped around and bringing the rebound down is Gallery for Knox. Boy, it's going to be tough now. Yeah, they're doing a good job, Sean, on, on the defensive rebounding side. Of the uh, Prairie Fire is. And a reverse layup in transition. I know you've heard that a lot tonight, folks. In transition, Chahagas gets a nice reverse layup. The lead is 11 with a minute 36 to go. And now a turnover by the Scots. They're going to say it's out of bounds off of Knox on the uh, far sideline here at Tim Hyman Court. And it will go back to uh, – we'll go to the Scots, but uh, down 11 with a minute and a half to go. This went from a tie game to an 11-point lead awful quick, awful mm. quickly. The Scots need uh, points. They need them quick. Yes, Boy, they, they do. They need their good yeah. – what, what were they, I think, 7 of 12, I think, in the three-point line in the in the first half? Well, they yeah. need to be mm-hmm. need to be about 7 of 7 right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a Deagle. Mm-hmm. A little step back, fake of a three. Driving baseline is Brassfield. No good. Out of bounds off of the Scots on the rebound. It'll go to Knox. Oh, they're going to say a foul on uh, wow. a foul on the Scots on the rebound. And that will be, um, no, it's going to be on Knox. It's going to be five fouls on Lockett. So oh, wow. Lockett will foul okay. out. Hmm. Oh, here comes the shirt. There's, yeah. There you <laughs> go. The, the proper yep. shirt untucking uh-huh. after the fifth foul. There you go. <laughs> A little premature. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, brave. Uh, right, Pulled right. Pulled his shirt immediately yeah, out on, the, yeah. on what he thought was the foul, uh-huh. what we thought was the foul but on Lockett him. was quick to, uh, <laughs> you know. Bray's only two personal fouls. <laughs> right. Well, at the free throw oh, line is being shy. Boy. This is that situation where you have to score with that yeah. clock stop yeah, with a minute no 14 question. to go. Down by 11. <clears throat> you got to get Knox to miss some free throws as a team. Knox shoots free throws at a 68% clip. That's about mid-pack of the Midwest Conference. Beach Eye needs them both. He has missed his last four, though. Short on all of them, mm-hmm. like we talked about. And oh, got there the you go. All way. right. Gets the lead back down to 10. He can get it to a three-possession game here if he can get this one. In the second half for Beach Eye, four points, eight for the game. And nice. gets the second one, too. Nice. It's it to nine. Something to work with with a minute and 18 to go. Scott's can pick up full court here. you got to start fouling down nine yep. now. You're down three possessions. Yeah. You can try to put some pressure on here, but you got to get some fouls. And uh, It looks like the Scots are content to let them run the clock, at least the uh, shot wow. clock here, down yeah. to 15. Yeah, you, now you don't want to foul. Right, right. If you're going to wait 15 seconds, don't foul now. In the corner, driving. Backdoor pass and layup is good by Gallery. 12 or 11 point lead, 80 to 69. With 50 seconds to go, Brassfield gives it up. Beachside with a three. Banks oh, it in. How about Beachside that? with a triple. How He's showing that? all kinds of range uh-huh. for the big man. <laughs> <laughs> and again, kissing one off the glass. 709 on a Wednesday night. <laughs> the banks are open in Galesburg. Gets it down to eight, 80 to 72. And 44 seconds left. There you go. For the Scots, we'll step away and take a quick 30. Both teams back on the floor following the timeout. It's an eight-point lead for Knox, 80-72, to 72, a foul in the backcourt. I think it's going to go on Gannon Greenman. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be his fourth, Gannon's fourth foul. And at the free throw line, is that Rainer? Yeah, 
It is. Yeah. Rangers going to get a couple of charity tosses here. Double bonus, both teams now with 42.5 seconds left. First free throw, rims in and out, no good. Still got a shot. You know, Sean, he's been conspicuously <clears throat> quiet here in the last five minutes, but uh, give his teammates credit for stepping up because uh, while he, you know, kind of dictated the flow there at various points during the game, uh, his teammates really stepped up here in the last five minutes. One out of two free throws. Long shot is good. Just a two-pointer with the foot on the line. Yeah, I was hoping maybe they missed the foot on the line, yeah. but Oradigu will get his first points. Speaking of, uh-huh. Oradigu's first points of the second half after 14 wow. in the first. Makes it a seven-point game. Um, and the foul will go on Will Ewald, his third. So at the free throw line will be Rayner again, where he split a pair. Couple of seconds ago, for 81 to 74, it's a seven-point lead for Knox. 33.6 seconds left. Two free throws for Rayner and gets the first one to go. Yeah, he uh, the senior mm-hmm. makes the free throws when uh, when they count. Coach Davis pulling his guys off the free throw line. Well, except for Sean Gallery, maybe put a little token pressure in the backcourt. You know, give. A little bit more time to get it over the timeline. Right. Telling him, do not go over the back and get one of those push calls. (laughs) Whatever you do, you are just token pressure. (laughs) Both Uh free throws are good by Rayner. It's back to a nine-point game. And losing the handle on the basketball on the drive is Oradigwu. And we got a foul on the floor. And that is going to go on the Knox College Prairie Fire. So at the free throw line is Gannon Greenman with the clock stopped at 26.5. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean Gallery will foul out. So there's another player fouling out. So far, Knox has got Lockett and Sean Gallery have fouled out of this ball game, and they're the ones up nine. Right, right. That's uh, poor free throw shooting for the Scots. We get the totals at the end of the game, but I see a lot of circles I don't have filled in yeah, on my score sheet. Has not helped. Um, certainly could have could have closed the gap um, substantially with a better night from the charity stripe. Oscar Alcabendis is at the free throw line for Monmouth College. Six one sophomore. Or no, is I that no Gan- that's Gannon uh, Greenman. Greenman. I missed the yeah. one on the yeah. on the F five there. So yeah. Greenman gets the first Greenman. one to go. Yeah, yeah it wasn't uh, Alcabendis. I missed the one on the fifteen there. Looks like a five from here. Mm-hmm. And misses and does not get the rebound. The rebound secured by Knox, and they'll get uh, they'll draw a foul on Monmouth. It's an eight-point game, 83-75 with 25 seconds left. So Coach Scriv hasn't thrown, thrown the towel completely in yet. Coach Scrivseth has not. And now we got a fifth foul on Monmouth. Finally, Gannon Greenman fouls out for the Scots. The war of attrition continues. Yeah. At the free throw line is... Is that Rainer again? No, it's not no. Rainer. That is uh, that's Rafael Chalnais. Mm-hmm. He missed a one in the front end of a one in the bonus in the second half. Made both free throws in the first half, so two of three. He'll get two here. First one is good. 84 to 75. Knocks by nine with 25 seconds left. Three-game losing streak here for the Scots to the Prairie Fire, and I think a four-game losing streak overall on the season. Both free throws good by Jalnias. Makes it a 10-point game. 85 to 75. Scotts over the timeline with 20 seconds. Brassfield in the lane gets to the rim and scores. So two more points for Kendall Brassfield. And Knox will inbound with 16 seconds left and a foul in the backcourt. 
Still not throwing in the towel. 85-78, still fouling with 14.6. Crazier things have happened. I'm not much, I'm not sure much more crazier things have happened, but. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This would be one of the craziest things. It's a three-possession game, and 14.6. Yeah, you got to play it out. (laughs) And first free throw. So that makes it still three-possession game, 86-77, and gives Rainer 21 points on the night. 11 in the first half, and uh, so far now 10 here in the second half. And make it 11. So 22 for Jordan Rayner. 87 77. He had 21 last time they played. He's a good ball player. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy yep. I enjoy watching Jordan Rayner play basketball. Yep. He's a good hard-nosed, good, hard-nosed senior. And now a foul on the perimeter by Knox, and that's, that'll drive Coach Davis crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Fouling with 1.4 seconds on his head. 1.4 or 7.4. Might be seven point four. Uh, yeah. yeah, it might be seven point four. Board cut off like that. That's yeah. Um, at the free throw line is Amias and Joku, I believe. Yeah, and Joku's at the free throw line. First one is in and out, no good. Stay on the line, Amias. Stop fading off the line. It looks like our friend with the broom is getting. Uh, Getting busy getting down up. there just behind the <laughs> behind the scorer's table. And misses both free throws, does oh, yeah. and Joku. Yeah. And that'll end starting it. to wave it around. 87 to 77. The Knox College Prairie Fire defeat the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. It's a three-game losing streak between Monmouth and Knox men here. Uh, it's been since uh, 2018. Since the Scots have gotten a win against the Prairie Fires, the women take the floor, and now they'll see if they can sweep tonight, at least on the Knox side. They've got two sweeps in a row, which I'm sure, looking back in history, probably hasn't happened a whole lot right, between right. Knox. I know right. Monmouth went through a stretch there where they were getting quite a few sweeps. Yes. Uh, but it's been yeah. a while, I think, since Knox has done this consistently. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, not a good feeling, but uh, – uh, Let's uh, let's hope the women can come out uh, strong uh, here in in uh, game two. We're going to take a little break here, total up the scores, get some stats for you folks, and uh, put an end to this first ball game and get set for what we think is going to be a dandy second game of the doubleheader between Knox and Monmouth. We will be back. Monmouth College fighting Scott men's basketball right here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Scott's fall 87-77 to to the Knox College Prairie Fire, dropping to 3-17 overall in 2-10 in Midwest Conference play. Knox will take the, uh, the, take the lead from the basement away from the uh, Scots. They are now 3-9 and 7-13 and overall. I'm Sean Temple. Joined by Mark Myers, we start our post-game show sponsored by Laris Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Laris Collision Center at 734-1949. Laris Collision Center, they've got something for everyone. We'll just, I'll start with you, Mark. Just kind of your thoughts on this on this first ball game tonight. Sean, I thought of a, uh, a very promising 20 minutes of play for the Scots to open things up. And, and even into the second half, uh, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a 50-50 game, if you will, with 10 minutes to play. And uh, uh, some missed opportunities for the Scots uh, offensively. I you know, don't want to harp on the free throws, but you make a few more of those, and the, and the margin, you know, obviously is, is, is a little closer. So uh, uh, a couple of key runouts for, uh, for Knox on tra- in, in transition, excuse me, uh, that, that, you know, all of a sudden we looked up and it was an 11-point uh, deficit, and then you're playing foul, free throw, foul, free throw, and uh, um, just couldn't uh, – 
you know, couldn't uh, close it out there. But uh, a, a good effort, a very good effort in, in, in spots, considering the uh, Scots were without Jordan Metcalf, who we found out uh, – was was not feeling well and did not make the trip over to Galesburg. Yeah, yeah, and that's of course obviously it's a big miss because he's almost I, I think he's a shoe in for being an all conference probably all conference first team member at least you know I think so far here with a, with a couple weeks to go yet but that's that's a big that's a big loss and for the most part the Scots uh, like you talked about they played such good basketball in in stretches um, without Metcalf on the floor so I mean. That will, you know, I mean, there's going to be no postseason for for the Scots. They're not going to make the uh, the Midwest Conference tournament, so it's not that you're building towards that, but you are building towards the future. Right, right, and and uh, and let's give uh, senior Brett uh, Brett uh, of some credit for stepping in, trying to fill Metcalf's shoes. I thought he performed capably. Um, obviously, played a lot more than uh, um, than he you know normally would, but uh, was certainly ready to answer the bell. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this type of game uh, late in the season. You're you're looking to build on for next year, and hopefully the uh, uh, hopefully the young men learned a few learned a few lessons, and and uh, and I, I think coach had it uh, nailed down uh, in terms of what they needed to guard against, and 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 it, it really showed there in the last five six minutes where Knox was able to get up the fork quickly and get a shot, and and more often than not they were able to convert. The uh, the Scots had some seniors on the floor. They had Jonathan Ordigwu on the floor. They had Brian Greenman on the floor. Uh, Breck Beadshide, the you mentioned how he played a really nice game tonight. A senior on the floor. Um, uh, also, um, um, uh, there's another senior in there. I, I'm missing. Uh, oh, Metcalf. Of course, he didn't play tonight. And so you had three seniors on the floor. Knox had you know quite a few seniors as well. The difference between the seniors on these two ball clubs is Jordan Rayner, Isaiah Lockett, uh, Dwayne Goodman. And Giannis uh, Chahagas, those are seniors that have played a lot of college basketball. Right. The seniors that we mentioned for Monmouth Rose, or for Monmouth Rose, I, knew, I wonder how long it was going to be before I did that. <laughs> for, for Monmouth College is Jonathan Ordiegu got some playing time a couple years ago it, with the last time college basketball was played, at least in the Midwest Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breck Beachide played sparingly. Yeah. The difference between the seniors is just the experience of the seniors. Right, right. That's a lot of games and, and, a, and a lot of different – uh, situations that you're used to and comfortable with, and and uh, um, it's gonna sh- it's gonna show up in a close ball game late. So, um, hey, hats off to the Prairie Fire. They they earned it, and uh, uh, it doesn't. Well, it's happened frequently here in the last couple of years, but uh, <laughs> winning streak goes uh, to three. Right, right, right. Uh, good win for uh, good win for the home team there. Uh, yeah, Coach Davis, I think he's uh, he's doing some good things at uh, at Knox College. Let's get to our uh, Midwest Bank post game scoring update. Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, investing in you, member FDIC. We will start with the Knox College Prairie Fire. They were led in scoring by. Uh, let's see if we can get this to update a little bit here. Uh, they were led in scoring by. Uh, I thought I mean, it was uh, Jordan Rayner with twenty two. Right? Yeah, Jordan Rayner with with twenty two. Yeah. Uh, on down the line here for uh, the Prairie Fire. Well, they don't they don't have the Prairie Fire site updated. Well, they don't have either site updated here on my uh, live stats online. So um, we'll just say Jordan Rayner led the led the team in scoring for uh, the Prairie Fire, and he was he was impressive. He's been fun to watch for the last four years. That uh, well, three years since they didn't have a season last year. He's been fun to watch for for the prairie fire he does yeah. he does things in a, in a grinder type of way yeah he does he uh, he knows where the rim is he knows how to find and he's he's also aware of where his aware of his teammates 
and and is not afraid to give up the ball um, when he you know when he ought to. Quite frankly, um, uh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, once that site uh, comes up, uh, I'm sure uh, Isaiah Lockett was in double figures um, as well. But uh, looks like you've you've got some totals there. Yeah, they uh, they don't have the no. uh, the online uh, okay. point totals All up, right. but I do I do have some some stats in my book here. Uh, seven points is what Lockett, Lockett ended up seven. with. It okay. seemed like more though, didn't it? Seemed he like was and I he, might he have was around the enough. basket a lot. Uh, also, uh, see, 12 points for Sean Gallery. Did a pretty yep. good job, the six four freshman. Yep, uh, uh, Giannis. Chehagas, a uh, 6'6 senior, averages mm-hmm. just two and a half points a game. Coming yep. tonight had eight points in the first half and nearly matched that with seven points in the second half. 15 wow. points there for Giannis Chehagas. There you go. There was that a nice game right for, uh, for uh, Chehagas. And uh, we'll take a look at the Monmouth College side. Jonathan Oradiegu had 14 points in the second half, just two points in or first half, just two points in the second half. So 16 for, uh, for Jonathan, but uh, 14 of those in the first half. Yeah. No, it's. Um, um, uh, hey, you gotta, you gotta, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't play the final 20, which he did, but, um, we needed more out of him scoring wise, um, in the second half. All right. Quickly totaling up some points. Also 14 points for Kendall Brassfield. That's, uh, he averages 10 and a half. So a little bit over his uh, season pace, nine points for Gannon Greenman, uh, 12 points for Breck Beachide. We talked about Breck's, mm-hmm. uh, Breck's ball game. Uh, could have been more. Missed uh, missed four straight free throws there at a pretty pretty crucial time. Yeah. That's not the ball game. There was a no. lot of things that happened yeah. that yeah. that uh, caused Monmouth to uh, lose by ten. But uh, the four straight free throws missed by Breck Beachide. He wishes he had those back. But other than that, he was pretty solid from the free throw line. He was. He was. Uh, also uh, nine. Let's see, nine points from Gannon Greenman. Uh, who else we got? Uh, there is uh, twelve points for Will Ewald. Nice game for Will Ewald. As well, so that's the uh, that's the uh, point totals there for uh, both ball clubs. It all equals a ten point loss for Monmouth College, eighty seven to seventy seven. It it sure does, and um, you know I I think um, I, there was a situation in the first half where uh, things were rolling well, they were shooting well from three point land, and I think we got a little comfortable with that, and we're hoping to see some more of that in the second half, and and uh, and, and didn't. Um, uh, you know, I thought Kendall Brassfield showed some 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 excellent flashes offensively, and um, uh, but you've got to you know got to have a little bit more than that. And um, um, well, <laughs> uh, there's a couple more games yet, so yeah, still and, time to build. Right, and, still and time you, to build. And I don't know how many of these because every, everybody has an option to come back for another year. I don't right. know how many of these seniors. And I've talked to Coach Griffith off the air. He is. Really, no idea either. It's too early to for a, for a, a, a guy to decide if he wants to come back for that fifth year. Sure, but uh, sure would help with with the new recruits. I'm sure Coach Griffith is working on and the good young group, good young core there for the for the Scots. They just need some court time yep. at the college level. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I would, I certainly would like to see all the seniors we've seen play today come back for a fifth year. It it uh, it would be good for the program, and and I'm sure it would be good for those. Uh, uh, you know those individuals who who can who can uh, get back for another year, uh, no doubt would benefit from the extra playing time, extra practice time, and, and just being in those game situations where uh, maybe you don't you know next year maybe you don't even think you just react because you know where to be yes. what to do in a given situation at a certain time. Um, you know that that just comes with experience as you know. 
as much as I would love to see those guys back, I don't think I can contribute to another fifth year of college payments. So uh, my, mine are done in well, my life. No, so. I know, I know. That, that, every situation. <laughs> There's so is many unique. factors that that, that yeah. play into it. Yes, yes. <laughs> no scholarships at the D three level. That's a big factor. Oh yeah, it is. Absolutely, absolutely. That's going to bring a close of our first ball game here. 87-77, to 77, the Knox College Prairie Fire get a win over the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. The Scots now 3-17 and 17 overall, 2-10 and 10 in the Midwest Conference. Knox is now 7-13 and 3-9 and, and nine to take a game lead on the Scots in the standings for, uh, you know, it's kind of the battle for the basement in 8th and ninth between those two. All right, we're going to take a short break, uh, uh, pay some bills, play some, uh, play some commercials for you folks, and get started with game two. This is one I'm looking forward to, man. It should be a good one. Should be a good one.